deep underground the Jelly Belly factory, Bibi is in her secret laboratory creating the weird and wild flavors of Bean Boozled. I've done it again. Is it cappuccino or liver and onions? <laughs> Dare to compare. Bean Boozled, 6th edition. Are you brave enough? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Back to the point, Cam McCarr holds. Far side half ball now for Nathan McKinnon. He encroaches. Once in front, score! Nazem Kadri again! Power play expert Nazem Kadri. Sam Gerard lets one fly. Score! Two for two on the power play. His first career playoff goal. Here's Nazem Kadri on a breakaway again. Here's a one-timer. Score! Nathan McKinnon with an absolute rocket on the one-timer. Puts it upstairs on Darcy Kemper. Power play back underway. Already has cashed in twice. Looking to make it thrice. McKinnon, he scores! Right on cue. The back attack is back, Jack. But he peels away as it got away from him. Back to the point. McKinnon holding. Lofts it towards the net. Score! Nikita Zadorov. Big Z parked in front with a big frame. And Zadorov remembered what he was taught. Go to the front of the net and good things will happen. Enters the Arizona zone down the near wing. Tries to one-hand the puck loose. He does. One-timer. Score! Colchie! T. Comfort, 8-7-7 goals now, and the six-goal lead is restored. Three seconds, two seconds, one second, sound the horn. The Avalanche, for the second year in a row, finished the first round in five. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Mile High Pundit Podcast. And let me tell you, just from the from just just the overall day that I had, I thought this score was a joke. I thought my phone hadn't updated, and the Avs did end up beating the Arizona Coyotes seven to one here. Uh, amazing game! I'm going to bring in my awesome co-host here, Jared Shuck. Jared, how you doing? I'm going to actually tell the listeners what you said to me in a text. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. censor it, though, because, you know, I have to. True. Joel, <laughs> Joel texts me at 825. Did we just win 7-1 to one again, question mark, or is my phone effing up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was just the general vibe. Oh, man, 7-1 to one again. I mean, outscoring the Oats 14-2 to two in our last two games. 
and 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 that's not even like the most telling stat like on on the way home tonight i i decided i was gonna uh listen to a little bit of the yotes broadcast just to hear how they reacted to the goals and dude let me just say they were just like there's nothing you can do um i i, I took a screenshot i already posted it up on twitter so um anybody on twitter is following us you can see it right now as we're recording this uh, the this is for the last six periods. This was the Coyote shots on goal in the last six periods. Okay, this was after yeah. the first game three in the second period. They had five shots. Game three, third period, six. Game four, first period, three. Game four, second period, six. Game four, third period, six. Game five, first period, six. That is, that's not how you win hockey games any day of the week. And. The, the abs just made them pay tonight, man. Plain and simple. And it, it was just, it was an absolute clinic. And this is what we expected the series to be, in honesty. And, yeah. and, and while Arizona is a very, very sneaky team, it, this was just one of those, one of those games where you went, okay, there's the abs we know and love because this is what we expected. Um, just a couple of really quick notes. Sam Gerard passes Matt Duchesne on the franchise franchise playoff points leaderboard moving to 72nd all time Good. gotta love it gotta love it Kale McCarr passes Paul Stastny on the play on the franchise playoff assist leaderboard moving into 34th also gotta love it <laughs> Nazem Kadri passes Matt Duchesne on the playoff, playoff assist leaderboard moving into 51st all time that now that I love again <laughs> Any chance we get to rip on Matt Duchesne, we take we take the chance to a hundred percent of the time. Uh, Always, and it's just it's so it's just it's so great to see how you you have a guy who went from I want to play playoff hockey to playing golf again in what would be the typical timing, but now it's August this year, yeah, and. It, just keep this in mind too. If Colorado would have played Nashville, this would have been no different. Oh, we would have swept them. A hundred percent. Like this was, th- this was just waiting to happen, and when it did, nobody was shocked. Not not a single person was shocked. Oh yeah, and you, you just you got to take your hat off. I think to to Darcy Kemper. But, I mean, you, you called it. He was the only reason that the Coyotes even lasted five games. Um, I mean, he was the Arizona Coyotes. Let's, let's be clear here. Because they hung him out to dry against us these last two games. And all throughout the series, really. I mean, it was just... The Avs were clearly just the far superior team. Even on in the games that we lost, I feel like we outskated them. The game and their power Singular. play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it it was like we it was like what we talked about earlier. A team like the Coyotes isn't built to keep up with the Avalanche. We've been saying it all series. I'll say it again. We put them in a three-zero hole early. And after that, I mean, Kemper was done. There's no coming back from that. Not with, I mean, you know, they, they didn't even have, like, it was just not good. I mean, the Avs, on the other hand, built that cushy three-goal lead. And then, I mean, basically just got to, to practice their power play for the next series. 
and dude, putting it lightly. That Paul Bissonette said it during the first intermission um, on, on the Coyotes broadcast. He he said, if you're going to keep giving Colorado chances on the power play, you are playing with fire, and they got absolutely burned tonight by it. And it was reiterated time after time again because Colorado's first two goals on the power play, boom, boom, you're up two nothing. And then Kadri just walks in and, and just silky, smooth breakaway backhander through the five hole. I mean, beautiful. Like, like, like you want to talk about a guy who's having a, re, a renaissance in the playoffs? It's, it's Nazem Kadri. And, and just for reference, we were talking about how Colorado was out playing Arizona. Colorado put up 185 shots through five games. That, that averages out to 37 a game. That's those are numbers that if you want to give if you want to give up that many shots you're not going to win a you're not going to win a series you're not going to win a mo- most of the time you're not going to win a game in the regular season giving up 37 shots and Colorado most, only averaged giving up 21.8 a game that is yeah. a huge margin oh yeah and it just it just goes to the fact that Colorado just controlled the puck I mean, we, we, we just had skaters in the neutral zone at all times. There were times where they looked off. There were times where they looked out of sync. But for the most part, the Avs created just a lot more high-danger chances, especially the past two games. And that power play clip, I mean, 75%. That is not to be messed with. I mean, that, that clicked at just the right time for us. Um, and, and it's like... Darcy Kemper, this would have been a sweep, in, in my opinion. I mean, the guy had a 50-save night, and he still posts below a 900 for uh, his save percentage. The, you're, you're absolutely right. Darcy Kemper was the only reason they were in this series, and they should be very lucky that Darcy Kemper kept them in this series. Because... Yeah. Everything Arizona could have done wrong, they did. And it killed them. And, and, and just to put this in perspective, over their last 11 power play attempts, Colorado has scored six goals. That that's is a, above 50. That's a power play that's heating up. And, that is above 50%, my friend. And, and that's not good, especially when it's guys like Nazem Kadri and Samuel Gerard and Nathan McKinnon scoring goals on that power play. You are in for a world of hurt. And, and we haven't even talked about McKinnon, and he had a freaking four-point night tonight. Let me tell you, his two assists, and he got back to the vintage McKinnon, too, just that sniper, you know? He had two just slap shots, just screamers of goals tonight. And they were scoring I mean, the exact was- same way, too. The, the first one was just more of a... He he just flashed out up and up near the arc of the of the circle on the right side, and Miko fed him a perfect pass right in his wheelhouse through a bunch of sticks. Might I add you, right in McKinnon's yeah. wheelhouse, and he just hammered it with with Landeskog, with Landeskog setting a screen, and then the second one, McKinnon's in the middle on the power play, and and let me tell you, this power play, especially on the Kadri goal, they were yeah. snapping the puck around. Oh my God! It was just a it was a matter of time before they scored, because he they were just snap 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 all over the ice, on the stick off the stick. That was it. Yeah, and, and I mean at, at this at this point, I mean Rantanen had both of those assists with Mac, 
back to back 50 seconds. I mean, it was sub minute that he, he scored two goals in a minute, basically. And, and he put the game on ice and yeah, and, I mean, and, he scored, he scored at nine fifty one. Scored at ten forty nine, then capped off the period with an assist at eighteen sixteen. And guess what? It was a guy that hadn't scored or even registered a point all series, which is what you love to see from your top guy. Just well, getting other people involved. Well, let me let, let's put it this way: only four people or three people had have yet to record a point in in these games against Arizona. Ian Cole, Valerian Chushkin, and Nemestikov, who has missed the last two games because of injury. And here are your guys who are at least point per game, so five points in five games or higher. Andre Burakovsky, Miko Rantanen, Gabriel Landiscog, Kale McCarr, Nazem Kadri, and Nathan McKinnon. That's that scary. Is a, that is a team... That if they do play at their best and continue just to get better and better as these playoffs go on, who knows? You know, I mean, they're just playing so well. I'm just enjoying the hell out of it, honestly. And Gabriel Landeskog still hasn't scored a goal either. Let's throw that out there. He's got six assists, three primaries and three secondaries. Yeah, and he was all over it tonight, too. He, He had a great game tonight from what I saw. I mean, he was... He he was, he's everything you expect your captain to be, which is your best player, night in and night out, and that's what he is, and that's how he's played all series. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he, he's playing. He he played ninety one minutes forty nine seconds across the five games, and I'm, I mean I'm I I don't have a spreadsheet up where I could calculate all that out. But, I mean, just for reference, Kale McCarr led the team in time on ice during his five-game series. Played 106 10- minutes. Yeah, 106.06. That's insane for for a guy you consider a rookie. And right there at second, it's it's Gerard at 100 minutes. And, and I mean, so it just tells you a little bit about this team. And nobody, much- nobody on the Coyotes came close to that number. Nobody. That the closest no. person was Ekman Larson at 81 minutes, 40 seconds. He's the closest. Yeah, and he was just trying to piss off Kadri past two games. Didn't work, mind you. <laughs> it, it, it honestly made him play better, so thank you for the 10 points. Yeah, no I, I, I mean, man, we just... I feel like it was just a general outclassing. It, it 100% was. I mean, I, I, even if we look at tonight's stats, I mean, what was the thing I said after game three? We got to get more high danger chances against Arizona's netminders. And again, Colorado did it. They put up nine against Kemper and three against Ronta when Ronta came in. And of those nine that Kemper faced, three went in. He had 11 medium danger chances. Of those 11, two of those went in. I, I mean, he was rattled right after Kadri scored. He snapped his stick on the goalpost. He did everything that you, as a coach, and I don't know what Rick Tockett is thinking. When you see your goalkeeper react like that in a 3 nothing game in the first period, you need to yank him. You need to pull him. You need a change. And yeah. even after the fifth goal, the Coyotes broadcast were saying, you got to get Kemper out of there. I was saying that on our Twitter account. Yeah, like pull him, pull the man. 
Not, that like, is how. Not because he's that playing is how bad. You, no, it's a mercy thing. You, there are guys are giving you nothing in front of you, and you are yeah. being hung out to dry. Just get him out of there. Straight up, it was like an exorcism, man. The exorcism of Darcy Kemper. I mean, from from a guy who was playing so well to 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 what we saw in the final two games of this series, because game three he played out of his absolute freaking mind. But like we said, the Evs didn't put very many good chances on him because they're all very low danger chances for the most part. I mean, yeah. these were this was just a very very clinical game by Colorado tonight, and. Of their seven goals, five of them came from basically right at the hash marks and in. That's in in the slot. That's it. The other one, the other, the outlier was Gerard from the blue line on the power play with a great screen by Nemestikov. Yeah, and Gerard just showed off too that you know he's not to be taken lightly as a as a non-threat to score either. You know, people will kill him. Will, will key in on on Kale, but. Art is definitely. I mean, I think he had an assist last game too. That, that's um, a lot of season K's in one sentence. That's I. I, I felt that one <laughs> <It> hurt. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's been kind of a long day too, so I apologize if I have some slope ups here. But yeah, I mean, just great to see them come out with this win in the way that they did. And you gotta love at the end. The guy that's loving this the most, let me tell you right now is Nazem Kadri because I mean you can just tell the way he 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 is all smiles post game all smiles for a guy who needed some exercising of his own as far as demons go for the playoffs he had never won a series was always the scapegoat in Toronto and there's just that certain type of energy man I don't know when the Avs are playing at their best and if they're healthy, they can go toe to toe with anyone in these playoffs in a seven game series. It was really interesting to to listen to the Coyotes broadcast because I usually don't want to listen to visiting team broadcast or the opposing team broadcast in this in this manner because there's no true visiting team. Um, I kind of like it. I I always like getting their other perspectives, you know. And, and tonight, what I heard. On, on their broadcast, it, this this resonated with me really well. And the the thing I the thing that they said was, Joe Sakic has built his team like the teams he used to play with in the mid in the early two thousands. And when they said that, I I kind of went, what do you mean? And then I started to look yeah. at it. You have guys like Ray Bork, stay at home defenseman Ian Cole. You have the the puck movers who also can throw the body. Nikita Zadorov. You have prolific scores, Martin Skula, and then you equate that to Kale McCarr. Uh, and and then the guys up front, you got your Forsberg Sackick Hayduk. You have McKinnon, yeah. Rantanen, and Landeskog. And then you got guys like JT Comfer, who's basically your Chris Drury. Yeah. I I, I mean, when I heard it, 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 it took me aback. I was like, I never thought of that that's a great way to put it i mean and and also just from those early you know that early 2000 2001 team the similarities 
they are I mean like you said you know they, they've got guys at certain places that emulate that team and the, the the cool thing is and no one talks about this I feel like is that Bednar and Sakic have been able to create that to some extent through all four of their lines all four why these guys are going to be so tough to beat if everyone is dialed in and ready to go. I mean, it's also a testament to Sackick and trust. This is going to sound so dumb because it's such a Philadelphia thing, the 76ers thing to say. But Joe, Joe Sackick just trusted, I'm going to say it, they, they trusted the process. He did. He didn't look at that first season of Jared Bednar and go, you know what? Nah, this, this just ain't going to work. He looked at it and said, you came in late. That's on us. Let's see what we can do with a group that you want. Yeah. And th- this is the return of what he wanted. And I mean, I, I, like, I'm, I'm going to tweet out the full series sh- uh, shot chart here, probably toward the end of our, of our recording. But I mean, just looking at it, you can just see the ads were just, they were just the better team in the offensive zone. And it's just, it's not even close, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. And everyone, all of our listeners know that Jared loves his heat maps. I'm really, really curious to see. Actually, I've already seen it, the heat map for the series, and and there's a thing of beauty. I. So much red. That is what you want to see in that. I mean, just high danger right around the crease. Perfect. And a lot of that was generated these past two games, like Jared was saying. And just kind of piggybacking off that, you know, Jared said, hey, if they, if they generate that, they will they'll win the game. And I'm going to go ahead and say that for, for me, you know, I, I, at the beginning, I, I called this series in, in five games. And after the Avs throttled them to go with the McKinnon manhandling of... Uh, I'm just going to keep calling him Fisher Price because it was honestly like he like he shelved him like a Fisher Fisher Price toy, my dude. Like it was all and, and just after that energy, I was like, you know what, Nick's my prediction. These guys are going to come out and they're going to come out looking for blood, and they are going to kill them and kill them. They did. I was so happy. Like I said, I was shocked at first, but <laughs> and I mean. This yeah, is geez. just this. I mean, just looking across all five games, the Avs scored 14 goals in their last two games. And Which is ridiculous, and, ridiculous clip for hockey and, in and, general. In their first three games, they scored eight, and then they turn around and score 14 in the next 120 minutes. Yeah, so I mean, 21 goals through five games for a playoff series. I mean, <laughs> that's. I mean, there's obviously, there's a reason why we won it very quickly in five games. And I'm very happy that we get some rest, hopefully get guys, uh, you know, like Nachushkin back healthy, guys that are a little bit banged up like Burakovsky. And um, yeah, just just excited to, to see. I'm curious as far as who we could play next round because we, we do have... 
a little bit of some scenarios that could happen. We could end up playing the just whoever wins the the Canucks uh, Canucks series. So Canucks Blues Blues have been playing much better. That series is great, by the way. Or we could get the stars. And I'm just curious, who who do you think who who would you rather have out of those three? Quite frankly, the way I've watched both of these series, the Dallas Calgary and Vancouver St. Louis, which is actually on my TV currently, might be bleeding through my microphone on accident. And and Vancouver's up right now with about nine and a half to play. I I I just I envision this both of these series going to seven. And with Vancouver, Vancouver and St. Louis. Yeah, so the Vancouver St. Louis and Dallas Calgary, they're both going to go seven. It's just it's what I'm seeing. That's kind of just the trend I'm seeing in this series right now. And yeah, and and, and Dallas plays Calgary uh, starting eight thirty tomorrow night, so I'm going to be able to catch all of that game, and I'm going to be so happy because I get to watch all of it. Yeah, it'll um, be the first hockey game I've gotten to see this week. <laughs> I, I know, and and let me just say this: I post this on Twitter. I'm still pissed about it. Why in the hell did the NHL put the hottest team in the National Hockey League? on at a 3.30 start local 5.30 Eastern. That is stupid. For two teams that are West Coast, start them at the 8.30 time slot. Please and thank you. Anyways. Hey, hey guess what, Jared? The Avs know that. You know, they, they know that they've got the early time slot. And I agree. So much it was disrespect, kind of, man. It, it was a slight by the league, especially after we met. I mean, the NHL didn't even tweet about it in their top 10 goals of the first round of the playoffs. I, I mean, we had so many goals. I thought maybe one of them would be on there, but no. I, I don't understand it, but anyways, but you know what? Screw it. Like we'll, we'll shock the world anyways, man. We'll keep playing at our, at our level that, that I know that we can play at, like I said, and eventually they're going to have to show us in, in, in the Stanley cup. Yeah. Um, just, uh, just, just going off of what we were talking about before I got on a little rant, cause I'm still mad about it, obviously. Um, yeah, no worries. I would much rather, want to play St. Louis than play Dallas. If we if we had to pick a lesser of two evils, yeah. I'd much rather play St. Louis. Because Bennington has now been benched. Jake Allen's your starter and Colorado beats up on Jake Allen and Jordan Bennington for that matter. Let alone this yeah. being at a neutral site. I, I mean... Uh, yeah, bro, throw out that the, f- that first game of the round robin because everyone was getting their legs under him. It's a three-two game, and Kadri shows us just a just a glimpse of what he's gonna do as we now see of, of what's to come. Yeah, and uh, I, I I would still much rather face St. Louis and face Ryan O'Reilly and all those guys than I'd rather play Sagan, Ben, and Como from Dallas. I I mean, in a perfect world, we play Vancouver in the next round and just let the let the Quinn Hughes kill kill McCarr thing just develop through the series oh I'd love that but I give me give me that headline (laughs) (laughs) I mean I I don't envision that happening because I I do think Dallas beats Calgary whether that be tomorrow night because they're up 3-2 or in game 7 whatever it might be but I don't envision them getting getting past Dallas. So, I mean, lesser of two evils. Yeah. I'm going to take St. Louis every day of the week. Yeah. And, and that's, that's where I'm going to have to go with too, just because 
I mean, like I said, like we both said, I mean, the Avs, they, they have played very well against their their two uh, goaltenders goal in uh, Biddington and Allen. I mean, there was a reason why I, I think we netted six goals on them once. Six and seven, once respectively. Six and, six and seven, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, St. Louis, man. Go Blues. <laughs> I, I would much weird, rather weird take to say them. that as an Avs fan, but and and especially knowing now that Tarasenko's done for the for the balance of the playoffs. Oh, they're a different team. I, I really want St. Louis at that point. I, as 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 horrible as that sounds, I mean, it's just that's just what I'd much rather see. I, I would much rather see yeah. them over someone else. I mean, we'll get to see our old friend O'Reilly again. Yeah, and I mean, and and Jake Allen hasn't played bad against Colorado per se. Um, in his career, I mean, he's he's nine and four against Colorado, but in the last couple games he's had to come in and play, he hasn't been good against Colorado. So yeah, and, and I mean, just just this year alone, he came in in two appearances and made seven saves across basically like one one and a half periods. Yeah, but I mean, even if we go back just even a little bit further. Like, like if we go back one season, what he did as Colorado, yeah, he was three zero, but that was also a much different team. This is a much deeper Colorado team than anybody has ever faced, to be honest. And they haven't faced them healthy. They have not faced them healthy. No, not even close. And I, and and Jordan Bennington, for that matter, he's three and two in his in his career against Colorado. But he's given up 16 goals in five games against Colorado. Yeah, and just as far as both Bennington and Allen are concerned against the Avs, I mean, the Avs have shown that, you know, our, our, our talent's not going to change. If we, if we break your first goalie, you better be damn well we're going to break your second. And we showed that through two games against a gritty Arizona team might not have gotten up to play all the way just because of the thorough embarrassment, but the, the Avs know what they're doing on the offensive end of things once they, get, once they get things going. And if it gets to a point where you do have to bench a goalie, watch out because it's going to be a route. You are completely right. And that's just... Uh, it's, it, it's a matter of which goalie can get hot quicker for the for whoever plays Colorado because they're going to need to ride that goaltender if Colorado's going to con- continuously put up 37 shots a game. They they're, they're going to have to. Yeah, and and I'm just looking at other other goaltenders that we would have to face. And I don't think any of them has been, have been as hot as Kemper in these bubble games. I mean, the Avs just they as far as that was concerned, you know, they, they took care of business. But I don't see, you know, any other sort of Western Conference goalie right now. I mean, of course, guys like Flurry could heat up at any point. But right now, in my opinion, no one was playing better than Darcy. Kind of looking at all the games in general, you know. He was their entire team, and he got... I'm I'm gonna use the same term that I that I was gonna use with Sensatella over the weekend. 
and Kemper got no run support. None. And the only time he did, he had to put up 50-some-odd saves. That's ridiculous. You should be getting your guy run support every night. And the, the fact that you're not and you're letting shots up at a ridiculous clip, for that matter, it's, it's not going to win you any games. No way. Especially not this late into the season. And especially with how hot Colorado got coming off of a long break and being fully healthy. I mean, now we got Nemestikov out for an undisclosed amount of time, but even then, this is the most healthy that Colorado has been. And they look like the best team in the West right now. I, I, I didn't see Vegas put up huge games against Chicago and against Corey Crawford, who is easily beatable. I mean, I mean, Vegas never eclipsed four goals in, in a single game. Not once. Colorado did that twice. Yeah. And I think they faced, they yeah. faced a worse goalie in, in Crawford. Yeah. And, and let's just put this in, in perspective. Vegas scored 17 goals in their five game win over Chicago. No, no, I'm sorry. No, that's wrong. I looked at the Chicago one. They scored 15 goals in five games. Okay. 15 and five. Colorado almost matched that in two games. And Vegas also gave up, was that, nine, 11 goals? So... Yeah. They gave up 11 goals. Colorado gave up 8 and scored 22. Vegas scored, what was it? What did I say, 15? Yep, 15. 15 and gave up 11. Just looking off of that and then watching both of those series, because I had to watch the Chicago one, because my poor fiance now has to go through another season of watching the abs go further in the playoffs. Poor Sierra. I I know she's like, and she, she wore an abs shirt like the last like two days. And I was was like, Oh, so you're an abs fan now. She's like, I have to be I was like, I know it's fine. Up on the wagon. Do it. I mean, (laughs) before it's too late, do it. I I, I said to her in a text, I I was was like, man, the abs are a wagon right now. She sends me a wagon with a bunch of uh, golden retriever puppies in it, just rolling down a hill. And I was like, that's pretty much it. That's about right. Just about. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean. So, ju- just in closing here, uh, who would be your three stars of this series? Just overall, not just Colorado, just overall three stars of the series. Man, for me, I'm gonna have to give. Let's, let's go. Star. Let's go three to one. Go three to one. Yeah. Okay. So, third star of the series, and this will come from the losing side of things. And I think you know what I'm gonna say here. But third star of the series goes to Darcy Kemper. Even though they lost the series four to one, he was the only reason that it was even five games. I mean, you got to give him credit. He had a career night against us. And he was the reason for, you know, before we absolutely broke him, that he was, they, they were in that, in those games for long periods of time. And you got to give him credit where credit's due. Third star for me is Darcy Kemper for, for the series. Uh, what about you? So my third star is actually um, Nathan McKinnon. Okay. Uh, ten, what what I say? Yeah, ten points across the five games, right? Yeah, ten ten yeah. points in five games, 
three goals, seven assists, 18 shots on goal. He was shooting at a 16.67% rate. If it wasn't for the six penalty minutes, he probably would have been number two for me. Um, Yeah. He he put his team in a couple really bad spots where he didn't need to, especially in game two. But I, I yeah. he he was he's the game changer that he was drafted number one overall to be, and flat out that's what he's continuing to be is the game changer. So McKinnon, third star, and that's probably going to piss a lot of our listeners off, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, and, and Mac, you know, he he just did what he usually does. Um, as, and I love to see him get going and I love to see him get other guys going. It's just what you get with them on a night in night out basis. And it's so, it's such a blessing to watch him. I feel like I'm watching Tom Brady for the Patriots every time McKinnon's on the ice, you know, beginning, beginning of his career, it was feisty and it was filled with just drama and heart attack. And I was like, you know, this guy might develop into something special and boy, Man, I, he's just something else. And I, I'm going to have to go ahead and ask you, who is, who is your uh, second star for the night, for the series? I'm taking your third star and moving him up to two. My second star is Darcy Kemper, because without Kemper, we're talking all three Avs as the three stars, 100%. There's, there, there's no way around it. I mean, when Colorado puts up uh, 185 shots, I, I mean, Darcy Kemper faced... Oh wait, oh, I gotta click to make sure it's all, so I don't do the five on five crap again. Yeah. Of of those one eighty five, Kemper faced one hundred and seventy one, and made one hundred and thirty five saves, gave up eighteen goals, and I mean he he's he put up a fifty some odd save performance, and still finished the series with a sub nine hundred save percentage. But again, if he's not in there and Auntie Ranta's in there because Kemper's hurt or whatever. This series is over in four. Darcy Kemper is the only reason they were in this series. And it's it's not a good look for Arizona when Phil Kessel has no points. Ekman Larson's got no points. Golgoski has no points. Dvorak has nothing. Christian Fisher has nothing. Yeah. I, I mean, and Taylor Hall only ends up with two points. So uh, Darcy Kemper was Arizona's best player by a mile. And he 100% deserves second star for me. Good take. Good take. Um, f- for me, the second star, I'm going to have to go with none other than Mr. Nathan McKinnon because he was electric out there. And despite knowing that he does what he does, you know, for us night in and night out. It is such a presence to have him. I mean, like you said, scoring at a ridiculous late, literally changing games. I mean, breaking open games early, that game two win, and then coming alive these past two games. I mean, he has really been, you know, with the assists and the goals, and even coming to people's defenses. He. He has been just the embodiment of this team um, for, for me anyway. So second star goes to, to McKinnon for me. And, and then who, who do you have at number one? Because I think we have the exact same guy just based off of we both went Kemper McKinnon. So who, who's your number one? Number one, I have to go with none other than Nazem Kadri. 
he was the X factor in this series. He gave us sparks when we needed to. I think he skated in uh, just over his head. He was an absolute screaming demon out there. Uh, I mean, just ripping shots, played 82 minutes of ice time, but felt like he played a lot more just because of the impact that he gave us. And just the whole backstory too, with, with him leaving Toronto and truly exercising those demons to win his first playoff series with a good group of guys. I, I mean, that's that's my full take, man. I, I I loved what he did for us tonight, and just and through the series. I mean, he finished with. Let's see, I think it was. points on, on 19 shots and five of those were goals I mean he really dialed it in when he needed to yeah I, I mean and I, I knew we'd have the exact same person so that's why I wasn't concerned about it at this point um, Nazem Kadri is my number one star as well I you everything you just said I'm going to echo it because I mean, Nassim Kadri, he wasn't expected to be the, 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 the guy, the guy, you're right. And I, I mean, just, just to see Kadri go out and put up a positive Corsi every single night. I mean, he put up, I he had... I mean, he had he had fifteen. He was out there for fifty nine shots for. Yeah, like, he, and he was only out there for twenty nine shots against, ten goals for, five against. So he's he's at a basically a two uh, a two to one ratio being out there for goals for to goals against, and Na, I mean Nazim Kadri. I mean, let's just just going a little bit further here. He he took more starts in the offensive zone than in the neutral zone or defensive zone combined. But he was also out there for 20 high danger scoring chances. Wow. And he was only out there for 14 against. So he he really is out there for a good reason. And just just to touch on his on his faceoff percentage, his offensive zone faceoff percentage, he's at almost an 80%. So this is a guy who is doing everything right across the board. And yes, he's taken 47 faceoffs in the offensive zone and only a combined 32 in the other two zones. But he's he's putting pucks in the net. He's dishing the puck off. He is just being a clinical finisher in every aspect of the game right now. And if he continues to do this, I, I said it either on my personal account or on our Twitter account. We are looking at the Con Smythe winner if Colorado wins the Stanley Cup. Yeah. I, I mean, and you're also looking at the Norris winner in McKinnon as well, in my opinion. And the heart. And, and it's not even and close. I mean, I mean, I mean, Calder if that happens. I, I, I mean, and and how in the hell that Jared Bednar is not up for the Jack Adams again as the best coach in the league? Uh, oh yeah, this is just getting to the point where it's ridiculous. I mean, we could go on a tangent forever about this because this is this is where it's getting. Yeah, we could get into a whole other podcast about that, man. <laughs> I mean, 
I, I get it. It's an East Coast media bias, just like everything else in sports. Okay? Oh, all I, sports, I, yeah. I, Denver I market it. always gets snubbed. It, it's either East or West Coast. If you're in the middle two time zones, you're screwed because you're not going to get any love for that matter unless you make it to a World Series. You make it to a Cup Final. You you make it to the Super Bowl. You make it to an NBA Final. That You're just not going to get any love. I mean, it took the Nuggets how long to finally get a little bit of respect and then they lose to Portland last year in seven games and everyone goes, oh, there you go, typical Denver. This isn't typical Denver anymore. This is a... this is These are Denver teams who are primed to win with the outlier of the Rockies. I'm just going to throw it in there. And... yeah. Because the Rockies have gone back to playing. They fooled me, man. They fooled me. <laughs> they, had us, they had us, man. They had they, us. They, hook, line, and sinker, and then they come out and just drop that one tonight 13-6. to six. I mean, 13-6. to six. Uh, for, for my next trick, I will make the Rockies season disappear. Like, that's basically how it felt. Like, I mean, it, it could have... The, the season could have come and gone, and we wouldn't have noticed. But yeah, uh, just yeah. Re- really quick, an honorable mention to Kale McCarr. I mean... Yeah, he, he beat my fourth guy he just because of the, the impact that he had. I mean, he didn't show up a lot of nights on the stat sheet, but, I mean, he plays 106 minutes. He's out there for 161 Corsi 4 and only 51 against, which is just about 76% Corsi 4 percentage. That's pretty damn as, good. <laughs> as a rookie as a rookie defenseman, that's amazing. I, I mean, the, the next defenseman close to him is Ryan Graves at 59%, basically 59.5%. So... Uh, you're, yeah. you're starting to see who the guys are that you want out there, and 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 I saw something really dumb on Twitter about how analytics are ruining the game. No, Colorado uses analytics from their AHL team up to their NHL team, and you that can see do. the development, and it's really, it, it's really, it's evident every single time, and. I, I mean, I know I ripped on Tyson Jost, but I mean, if if he's gonna be out there and just not be noticed, you can stay. Just don't do anything stupid and don't get scored on because then I will lose my mind. Yeah. And just coming from that, you know, I, I loved working with all that with the Eagles too. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, stat wise and advanced stat wise and, and all that, that's, those are two franchises that do it right. In my opinion, because you get so much more information. Hold on really quick. Um, just, remember how I said Kadri was our number one star for a reason? Yeah. He had nine individual high danger scoring chances for. Wow. Nine and had five goals. Over wow. 50%. <laughs> Just over wow. 50. That's, I, I mean, you, you got to wonder too, just kind of on, on the other side of things for, for let's say Arizona, <clears throat> because you, you got to think that Taylor Hall left this series with a bad taste in his mouth and here's where it gets interesting here's just kind of a kind of off the top take here but you know that arizona is going to be in our division next year because of the expansion draft two years out not next season the one after two years out. i mean yeah so next season or two seasons out yeah thank you for that um but you got to think does Taylor Hall is Taylor Hall one of those guys that maybe comes to the Avs next year? No, all that cap space. No, no. You you have no reason to bring Taylor Hall in. I, I mean, yeah, and it was just basically a hot take. Like, it's just like, yeah, like you know, there but. there's no reason to bring Taylor Hall in when 
you have your group of guys that you're yeah. that you're gonna run with for a little while. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Matt Nieto is 27, so you can resign him. Nemestikov is 27, you can resign him. Burkowski's 25, you're gonna resign him. Yeah, uh, Valery Nachushkin's 25, you're gonna resign him. I don't think Kamenev comes back, so insert Logan O'Connor here. Uh, Tyson Jost is an RFA. He's probably going to get a friendly deal. You got to sign Nikita Zadorov next year. I don't think you sign Barbario. I don't think you sign Kanaden. Kale McCarr's yeah. deal is up in not this season, but the one where Seattle starts it. Ryan Graves needs a pay bump next year. I mean, all, all this cap space that we have. Is, yeah, you think is, it's going to go away pretty quick? It, it's going to go away pretty quick because Logan O'Connor needs a deal. AJ Greer is probably going to get let go, so never mind him. Sheldon Dries right. might get a deal. Jason Megna's not going to get one. Uh, who else? Mark Alt's probably not going to get one. Hunter Miska might get one. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, we'll um, see. But, I mean, you got a bunch of guys. You got Alex Newhook down at, at uh, Boston College. He's probably going to get called up to come yeah, play. Newhook and, Newhook and Beerham in the wings. Byron, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, Bo and Byron's already signed. Luckily, he, he's on a he's yeah. on a, he's on a rookie men deal. But I, I mean, just just looking at all of these all these guys, I, I'm just looking at it going. This team is really set. Probably, because I, I mean, Samuel Gerard just signed a, a what was it, a five or seven year extension for five million a year. I think is what it was. Seven years. Yep. And I mean, Kale McCarr is going to get more turn seven. like 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 more yeah. money but probably five five years so we might give him like seven mil over the next like five years just to match it up with gerard because those two are gonna be a staple for you Zadorov probably gets paid out for at least five years take him into his 30s ian cole's ian cole you might give him like a, a friendly deal after his deal is up when seattle comes in but no i i don't see any reason to bring in anybody else because and Colorado still has a huge chunk of their draft picks too. And yeah. Tyson Berry comes off the books next year after this season. Brooks yeah. Orpic comes off the books this season. That's about 4.25 in cap space you just opened up. Who can you, what do you need out of that 4.25 cap space? And where are you going to allocate that? Because Wilson's also comes off the books. because I don't think they're going to resign Colin Wilson. So add in another 2.6 million. I mean, yeah. this is this is a group that you have your key guys, your core guys, and you are going to run with them for a while. Yeah, yeah. And just thinking about that too, especially with the way that they just absolutely just ran the clinic on the on the Coyotes. It, it does make sense from from that standpoint. For for me, it was kind of just like a ooh, like that's kind of spicy. But um, yeah, uh, it, just great, great group of guys. Really, just excited to to watch them play here. Hopefully, it is against the Blues, like we were saying. Uh, Jared, if you want to go ahead and um, just tell our listeners too about our uh, our Twitter promotion, um, I think that'd be a, a great way to kick that off. <laughs> So I, I tried to start it today, but I started it like honestly after the fourth, I, I think it was after the first period because I was at work, but here, here's what we're going to do. And I'm going to, we'll put this out on our Twitter. If you correctly guess how many games 
the uh, so what what the series will end at so four nothing four one four two against whichever team so we'll, we'll post it out there too once we know which team Colorado's playing yeah it, if you can tell us what the school what the series will end up at and as a tiebreaker we're gonna need to know how many goals the avalanche will score in that series keep in mind they scored 22 and five games so just a little help there Perfect. If, if you can tell us those two things, and that'll be the tiebreaker, Joel and I will send you a shirt of your choice from one of two places. From DNVR's website, because there's shirts that Joel and I are actually going to get probably within the next week or two, because they are so awesome. They are. I was looking at those actually earlier today before I went to work. And Or from Bring Hockey Back which is a hockey company out of California who make really high quality stuff, or you can get a flag from them that says Colorado F and hockey. So, and we will, we'll get it. We'll purchase it and we'll send it to you. And just, it's just a way for us to say thank you for listening. And also to get a little more interaction from you guys, because that's what we would like to see is just a little bit more interaction. Obviously. I mean, don't get me wrong. We, we jumped, we jumped quite a bit up in followers today just because of, we were following everybody back and anyone who follows us, we're always, we're giving each other, we're giving you guys some love back. But if you guys can tell us that, like I said, we're going to put that out probably late next week when we know uh, who Colorado's playing and we'll get that out there. And then we'll get that sent over to you guys once we get an idea of who Colorado's playing and all that. So just keep in mind DNVR shirt or a shirt or flag from bring hockey back. It costs you nothing, not even shipping. We cover all of that, but it only go to yeah. one winner. Yep, one winner, and that'll be just uh, you know you obviously don't have to guess it right on the dot, but just whoever's closest, I think. Yeah, and if you do happen to guess it on the dot, you're a wizard. So congratulations. We'll, we'll do like the prizes right, closest one without going over. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and just kind of a testament to you know for our listeners and uh, thank you guys just so much for you know for sticking with us and we we have we built up you know quite uh, just a, a a nice little loyal following here of, of people and, and you know we see that and we really do appreciate it because if not for you guys uh, I, I mean you guys and, and me personally just for for the love of the game in general I, I mean we we do it for you guys. And I, I do it because I love to love to talk about this stuff. So, um, but yeah, thanks so much, everyone, for uh, for continuing to tune in. We will be doing uh, more giveaway type things, just especially as our our cast continues to grow. And, and thank you guys for for supporting us through uh, these first couple months. Uh, it's been fantastic, uh, Jared. Anything else you wanna you wanna add to to close up here? Once I get moved into my place in October, we are hopefully, pending work schedules and everything, we're going to start trying to do live streams on Twitch on Sundays, just kind of recapping everything that's happened and just doing a little bit more of an open Q&A on Twitch. So just keep in mind that's that's coming up around the corner, but we just, we don't have the time to yet. I mean, Joel and I are pretty much fresh in our new jobs and the fact we're still sitting here at 1120 at night, almost every, every after almost every single game doing this, I mean... It, it, it's taken a little bit of a toll. There's some very sleep, very low sleeping nights for both of us, but there is, I, I mean, uh, we, we enjoy this too much to even let it go. I mean, I mean, Sierra, Sierra's like, you need to get some sleep. I was like, I know, but I love doing this. This is just so much fun because we can come in give our honest opinions and nobody can tell us we're stupid. It's awesome. Right. And it, it's great. Uh, as far as, 
just that take goes to, uh, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you know, the fact that it is 1120 at night and that, you know, we're, we're both grinding our regular jobs. I mean, I love it. I, I've, I've also been reading just a, a book on the side called, uh, and you've, I'm sure you've probably heard of it, but just the, the 10X book, the 10X rule. Mm-hmm. And it, basically the whole premise of that book for, especially for our listeners who don't know kind of what that's about. It's basically you put 10,000 hours of work into something. Doesn't matter you know, what it is. It's your cause, basically, whatever, whatever you support, but you put 10,000 hours of your life into that you will create something very special and that's just how i feel doing this every night you know every night it's at the end of a long day and you know we're we're up re-watching games because we haven't had time and, and editing clips and takes and all this and uh, i love doing it and i'm going to continue to do it just plain and simple 100 percent, and it will never stop this was just a this was an idea born out of necessity to talk sports because we were in the middle of COVID. And now that we're going to be 13 episodes deep as of tonight, got no reason to stop. Yep. We're going to keep the train rolling and guys, thank you all for, for genuinely hopping on board. We, we really, really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, Jared, any, anything else you want to want to touch on? Because otherwise I'm, happy I'm a, I'm a happy dude man yeah man i have one in five games i'm full from dinner and yeah been a great night yeah man i got nothing i mean i'm just i'm looking at expiring expiring contracts for unrestricted and restricted free agents just kind of just now because you got me thinking going oh who could we pick up so now i'm just kind of like staring at this so. <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm re-watching nathan mckinnon just drubbing christian fisher that's a that's a great video. Absolutely, with the bench reaction and everything, I oh, love it, man. Absolutely love it. And there's going to be plenty more hockey coming from you, coming coming to you from the Mile High City. So you know, Jared and I will be on top of that. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening again, and have a great rest of your week, ladies and gentlemen. I'm trying to get more and I've been in the moment I've been in the zone and I'm moving alone I don't pick up the phone with my family call I've been doing it wrong and I don't know what's happening Trying to get what I've just been imagining Getting close and I've just been examining All of the fake shit the game has been packaging I've been keeping real I've been doing what I feel I've been out here trying to kill every beat I know I will Everything I'm working on Every night another song They've been quiet all alone They gon' notice when I'm gone I, I come from a town where most of the people are so close-minded they go into school and they work in a job, but they don't even like it. I won't be put in a box. Nobody telling me what I should rock. Nobody telling me what I should drop. Cause I do what I want and just nobody don't stop. Recording till four in the morning, they snoring. I'm pouring my soul into every story. I'm writing, producing, I mix it, I master, I'm building my craft and I'm not looking back. I've been going doing things I want to do when I want to. Everybody want to get away, but they not do. Everybody want to copy you, but they not do. Everybody want to copy you, but they not do. Deep underground, the Jelly Belly Factory, BB is in her secret laboratory creating the weird and wild flavors of bean boozled. I've done it again. Is it cappuccino or liver and onions? <laughs> Dare to compare. Bean boozled, sixth edition. Are you brave enough?